What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're located in the world. I am Jason. Welcome to His Hard Line, and you are listening to 1% with him. It is Monday. Hey, yes, it's Monday, July 18th, 2022. And uh, we are going to be reading out of the book of Colossians, verse uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 23. Um, hope all of you are doing well. I hope you're having a great day. Hopefully the work week is treating you well. My work week started yesterday, so I'm already kind of one step ahead of most of you out there, unless you work through the whole weekend, at which you're probably a couple steps ahead of me. So happy to have you here. Welcome, Mr. Destry Payne. Always a pleasure to see the sun, you know, the sunglass emoji there on the chat board. It's like your, uh, that's going to be your logo, actually. It should be like your logo. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if any, for those of you that are listening in for the first time, you don't know who Destry Payne is, you will soon learn who he is, among other people that I talk about periodically, uh, key people that um, I, 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 you know, I guess you could say that I kind of look up to for specific knowledge. I always try to look to people um, that are much smarter than me, have a wider knowledge base than myself. I used to do that when I was a, a DJ. Um, whenever I, when I, because as some of you may know, I've DJed for about eight, eight and a half years, anywhere between eight and a half, nine, right around there. And uh, I was never one of those, and I'll be honest with you, I was always an egotistical DJ, but I was never, I never had an ego so big and a pride that was so big that I didn't, uh, I, did, I wasn't wise enough to know that I had to keep that in check if I wanted to be better. And if I wanted to be a, you know, a, an, an excellent, outstanding club DJ, because that's what I predominantly did. I didn't do weddings. I didn't do school dances. I was a nightclub DJ. I was in and out of nightclubs. So I always went after some of the best DJs that they were either scratch artists or they were good with, you know, beat blending. Um, they were good with making remixes on the fly, live, right on the scene, uh, stuff that you probably couldn't uh, remake. Like, you know, people would hear a certain beat and a certain rendition, right? A certain remix. And then someone would go up to that DJ like, oh my gosh, I have to have that remix. Where did you find it? And a lot of times if you have a really excellent DJ who is really um, very skilled at his craft, most of the time he'll tell you, I, I don't, I don't have a recording of that. That was done on the fly. And that is what was always most astounding to me. So I always strive to do that so much like with music and DJing, I always do that from an intellectual standpoint. I mean, you know, after all, we have a we have a funny saying in the trucking community. We are just truck drivers. You know, what do we know? But believe it or not, some of the smartest people I also know are truck drivers because they do nothing but listen to a lot of audio books and and they read and they, they have nothing but time to soak in 
uh, not just music, but a lot of knowledge. So anyway, so you'll be hearing a lot about certain people on here periodically throughout pretty much the lifetime of the show until I die. So that's about it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I apologize for the latency. I was just trying to finish up. Uh, I was putting down some fertilizer and some lime on my grass. I typically have the best grass in the neighborhood. I've been slacking. Yes, I've been slacking because I've been cheap. And so today I decided to buckle down. I went to Menards, got some fertilizer, some lime, did some overseeding. And on top of that, I had to go do some watering in the garden. Next thing you know, my alarm was going off and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so so anyways, yes, Dennis, you are absolutely right. That's right. We got a fellow trucker in the house. Dennis, that's right. We are the eyes and ears on the highway. You are absolutely right, my friend. Yes, we are. Thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate that. So a couple quick news updates. So I, I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of lay out. So I prayed on it. I know I said last week I was going to go a different direction with the name of the show, the name of the website and different things like that. Um, but I think what I'm going to start doing, I, uh, the biggest change, and this is what the Lord put on my heart. Um, he told me, don't change anything. Because again, the whole reason why I started his hard line was because his hard line, it's Jesus's line. Okay. It's the, it's the line that we should not cross. Okay. It's the Lord's line that the enemy should not cross. And we should be defenders of that line. And so it was placed in my heart not to change the name of the podcast, not to change really much of anything, except to add something. And he basically, again, laid it on my heart. If you want more people to listen set some times where people can listen other than just the 8 30 a.m brandenburg block hour his hardline discussion on fridays so i said okay i guess i will do that and uh but i'm gonna have to be strict with my times which means i will be looking at the clock so if i had to cut certain uh shows a little short i try to be done by 9 p.m or a little sooner because again i try to get a certain amount of sleep before i have to get behind the wheel so uh, so yeah, he, he, he laid it upon my heart to just leave things as they were, maybe change the, uh, his hardline quick look title to the EDU spot, EDU obviously standing for education because it seems more fitting. Um, and that's going to be more of a structured reading and little to no commentary. Okay. Uh, so like, for example, as I read the 2000 25 war manual right now, actively, you'll have very little commentary, if any. Um, you won't get the kind of commentary that you're getting right now on 1% with him or the His Hardline discussion. That's going to be strictly more kind of like boring lecture. So if you're looking for just straight knowledge and not so much interesting, boring Jason, well, that's the perfect you know podcast to listen to, especially if you're trying to learn something. So, um, so that's what he laid on my heart. So I'm going with it. I'm leaving it. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping and cleaning up on the website just to kind of make things a little bit more um, sensible. So, so anyway, that's where we're at, but, uh, I just wanted to go over a couple things before I get into the reading. So <laughs> this is interesting. So I guess on Thursday last week, a, uh, a lawsuit was filed by a California resident, which, uh, is a classified as a class action status lawsuit in the, uh, U S district court in the Northern district of California. And so the attorneys of, you know, for the filer, um, said that Skittles, were unsafe for consumers because they contain a heightened levels of titanium dioxide. And so I guess Mars Incorporated, you know, they apparently use titanium dioxide to produce Skittles, the, the rainbow artificial colors. And so I guess they, they, they dropped a statement and it, and several news outlets. And, and basically what they said was, well, while we do not comment on pending litigation, our use of titanium dioxide compliance with FDA regulations, 
Now I'm going to ask, say this, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> the FDA means nothing to me. Listen, Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Food and Drug Administration. Think about it for a second. Say it with me. The Food and Drug Administration. Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> food and drugs should not go together unless they make the food so disgusting and so poisoned that they peddle propaganda and advertisements out there saying, well, if you're, if you got high cholesterol, you got diabetes or you got this or you got that, or you, you know, suffer from dizziness or blindness or loss of feelings in your legs, take this drug, take that drug, take this pill, take this shot, take right. Take what big pharma is peddling. And so I think the two work hand in hand, to be quite honest with you, you know, because the food industry gets us fat and stupid and sick. And then the big pharma industry says, Hey, we got a, we got a remedy for you. Feeling fat and stupid and sick, we got the best medicine for you to reverse all of that. But hey, don't worry if you if you suffer these side effects from these drugs, don't worry, it, it's it's okay. And then there's commercials out there, then from law firms out there saying, "Did you take this drug or that drug or this shot or blah 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 blah?" And if you suffered from these injuries or death or whatever, give us a call and we will we will we will file a case for you and then it's like there goes another mechanism of of corporate money making greed by the big pharma the big you know leeching you know bar card holding leechy lawyers and then the disgusting food industry i mean it's just one big vicious cycle and circle of bull crap really honestly it really is just a pilfer more money out of our pockets, get us sick and possibly try to kill us ultimately. I mean, I think I just read on here, Skittles, bad, but the Vax is okay. <laughs> what a crazy world we live in. I think maybe the Skittles and, and the Vax are equally up there as uh, very bad. Um, I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> um, I can't stand Skittles. They hurt my mouth when I eat them. Um, 1-800-GET-LOST. <laughs> you guys are great. I love it. But, uh, and so, so anyway, so th there's that. Um, then apparently next in news, I guess a professional New York city trumpet player. Now here's one, this was rich for you. A, a professional New York city trumpet player made a video tutorial guiding users on how to quote stylishly play the trumpet while wearing two masks, not one, but two masks, ladies and gentlemen, two masks. <sighs> Listen, I can't comprehend the lack of common sense that's exhibited here in this story. I mean, really. So, I mean, here's the thing. You're telling me that as a professional trumpet player, you will play long sets at a time wearing two masks and still be able to maintain enough oxygen in your brain while playing continuously without passing out? Give me a break. No, you're not. I smell a very, very huge virtual signaling stunt right here. This is, that's stupid. <laughs> like two masks? Who does that? And then last but not least, last month, I guess we saw a news story of, you know, of course, Joe Biden riding his bike. It's no secret. We all saw him. He was riding across the street. He stopped and then he lost his footing, lost balance, tumbled. And there goes Humpty Dumpty. And so he was laid out on the street. Of course, he was fine. Listen, I don't support the guy, but I don't like seeing anybody get physically hurt. I mean, unless he, you know, unless he did some bad stuff to some kids. And yeah, I'd like to see him hurt. Um, but hey. We need to see proof, evidence, of course, you know, it, you know, innocent till proven guilty, as they say. But um, I guess there's a, what do you call it? A, uh, there's a challenge. There's a new challenge out there, out there, ladies and gentlemen. So if you live in Delaware, people are taking photos of themselves lying down. <laughs> That's so stupid. Lying down is in the same spot that bite and toppled onto the asphalt. <sighs> what will they think of next, ladies and gentlemen? Really? 
I mean, this is a legit challenge. I mean, are these the same people that do the Tide Pod challenge too? I mean, this is beyond idiotic. <laughs> this is so, so dumb. Okay, that's enough of that. Okay, so what we're going to get into is we're going to be getting into the reading of Colossians chapter 2 here. All right. Um, now, it, it's been a very hot day, so if I take a couple breaks just to take a sip on water, excuse me, because it's really been actually a pretty hot day. So just bear with me. I'm going to take a sip of water. Or a slug. All right. It's been a very, very warm day today. So, all right. Um, what I wanted to play, I actually wanted to play something. Um, I don't want to make this, uh, I don't want to make this podcast go too long. You know what? We're going to save the sound clip for a different day because it is fitting for what we're going to be talking about, but I don't want to draw this out too long, but we're gonna get it right into the reading. So Colossians chapter two, and it reads for, I want you to know how great a struggle I am having for you and for those in Lotus and all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged as they are brought together in love to have all the richness of fully assured understanding for the knowledge of the mystery of God, Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, I say this so that no one may deceive you. Now, let me let me pause for a second. So what we're talking about here is a warning against false teachers. And this is something we all should be really wary of in today's world right now, especially with all the truth or podcasts that are out there. And so if you hear my podcast for the first time, and if I don't sound as interesting, say, as, you know, Scott on Bards FM, or maybe the SGT report guy, or whoever, whoever it is you listen to on a regular basis, if I don't sound as interesting as them, there's a reason for that, because I'm not trying to sell fear over here. I'm trying to sell education, knowledge, solutions, and how we act on those solutions so we can move forward as a nation and get back to self-governance and return back to God. And so that's the biggest thing, okay? I'm trying to really get at the bottom of what we need to do. Listen, uh, here's the only thing I want to continue doing until the day I die. I want to continue actually spreading the word of God by reading Bible scriptures, I honestly don't want to be talking about the news of the world, to be quite honest with you. I want to see America and the world get awakened and to be able to do their own research. I don't want to have to be out there, you know, doing the news, if you will, right? The, the truth or news. I treat this type of show like as if I was, you know, like a parent, right? You, you raise kids. You basically work yourself out of the job when you're a parent because as a parent, you're not really supposed to keep your kids in the house and raise them until they're like 50, 60 years old. Your job as a parent is to guide them, right? Guide them, teach them, educate them, and hopefully they'll fly out of the house on their own without you booting them out. That's kind of how I treat this. Uh, that's kind of how I treat this podcast as far as stuff like that. I, I want to work myself out of the job in a way other than I just want to just keep reading the scriptures on the air. That's all I really want to do. Maybe, maybe tell a few jokes, right? Cut it up, have, have some fun dialogue with folks, but I don't want to have to keep talking about food shortages and what's coming around the corner, right? Or the chaos that's going to be ensuing later. 
I don't want to keep doing that because that's that, that gets sad after a while. I don't like doing that. I don't want to be that guy. There's plenty of voices out there for that. I'm not trying to be that voice. I'm trying to be the voice that helps educate you, um, enlightens to a degree, spread God's word, hopefully bring you know Christ into your heart. But most importantly, you know, to really encourage people to take action and to be part of the solution rather than riding on coattails. That's what I ultimately am trying to encourage here. So continuing on about the warnings against false teachers. Um, and yeah, see, Destry was just saying, I have seen my share of false teachers. They steal our work, pervert it, and then they apply it to the unknowing. That's absolutely true. And then Dennis was saying, yeah, and they block you so you can't rescue the perishing. Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm not trying to be those people. And so if it sounds like I can be a bit uninteresting, that's fine. This maybe might not be the show for you. Um, if you like fear and you want to buy into fear, go, go, go to those other podcasters. There's nothing wrong with it. I listen to some of them myself, but not because I like to pump myself up, pump myself up full of fear. I always like to listen to the enemy. Know thy enemy. So here we go. Warnings against false teachers, a general admonition. I say this to you, I say this so that no one may deceive you by specious arguments. For even if I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, rejoicing as I observe your good order in the firmness of your faith in Christ. So as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him, rooted in him and built upon him and established in the faith as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one captivate you with an empty, seductive philosophy according to human tradition, according to the element, elemental powers of the world, and not according to Christ. Now, for in him dwells the whole fullness of the deity bodily, and you share in the fullness in him, who is the head of every principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not administered, by hand, by stripping off the carnal body with the circumcision of Christ. You were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him for the dead. And even when you were dead in transgressions and this uncircumcision of your flesh, he brought you to life along with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, obliterating the bond against us with its legal claims, which had, which was opposed to us. He also removed it from our midst, nailing it to the cross, despoiling the principalities and the powers. He made a public spectacle of them, leading them away in triumph by it. Let no one then pass judgment on you in matters of food and drink or with regard to a festival or new moon or Sabbath. These are shadows of things to come. The reality belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, delighting in self-abasement and worship of angels, taking his stand on visions, inflated without reason by his fleshly mind, and not holding closely to the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and bonds, achieves the growth that comes from God. If you died with Christ to the elemental powers of the world, why do you submit to regulations as if you were still living in the world? Huh. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are all things destined to perish with you. They accord with human precepts and teachings. While they have 
a semblance of wisdom and rigor of devotion and self-abasement and severity to the body. They are of no value against gratification of the flesh. And so that is the reading, verses 1 through 23. Excuse me for another second. I'm going to take another sip. Tell you what, it's been a very, very warm day. I think I read somewhere on True Social, I think Destry was saying that up there, they were getting up there in Alaska, I think a high of 57. So what, you expecting snow in September, I thought I read? Because that sounds like that sucks. I was telling my wife that, and she looked at me square in my eyes, and she says, and, and through all the stuff she's going through, right? Like, we have to go to the hospital tomorrow. I have to take off work tomorrow because we got to go to the hospital, do some more tests, and hopefully not an emergency surgery. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I was telling her about the temperature up there. She looked at me square in my face. She goes, we're never moving to Alaska. I said, no. She goes, no. If they're getting snow in September, no, we're not doing that. Let's see here. Destry says, already got snow in Otagun Pass. Oh, forget that. No, thanks. We're good. <laughs> okay. So back to this here, though, real quick. So here's the thing. The enemy comes in many forms. And it's constantly trying to cross those lines, right? And we have to be very aware of that. Now, I love this verse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to verse 8. This is one I highlighted. I absolutely enjoy this verse. And it reads, See to it that no one captivate you with an empty, seductive philosophy according to human tradition, according to the elemental powers of the world, and not according to Christ. you got to be very weary, very cautious of people out there that fill your head. They want to get in your head. They want to get in your head space. And they want to captivate you with empty and seductive you know, philosophies and, and stories and narratives, false narratives. They want to fill your head with fake news, ladies and gentlemen. And if they do appear to give you truths, you got to be very wary of that too. Because although there are a lot of truthers out there that do give a certain amount of truth, keep in mind they only give you certain truths and they keep the most important truths out. You know what? For the sake, you know, I, I I said I didn't want to play this for the sake of time, but this kind of really qualifies. I, I am going to play this, okay? And I played this once before, but I think the sound was terrible on it. I'm going to play it again because it, it it it's it's about seven minutes long. Check this out. Such a good a good story this man tells. Speaking of Alaska, it takes place in Alaska. Listen to this real quick, and then we'll close us out. I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. And a pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much but I've got this ticket, we'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you gotta do it, you gotta do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane and I looked at it and I thought, well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it, we got in, he's on the left front, I'm on the right front, 
the other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up, and it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going <laughs> to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing. And it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew probably three, four minutes. And something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? <laughs> now it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything. And he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling and he passes out passed out cold. Now I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, come on, you got to wake up so I can kill you. Now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of that. Yes. He said, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it to me. I said, Tell, we don't know nothing. Tell him we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell him that's correct. Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm gonna get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we gotta do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you gotta promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not gonna obey my voice, you're gonna die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're gonna crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said, I have to follow your voice? Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand, without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage, and there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die, but I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747s started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, men. 
you're going to make it. But listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices and everybody in this world wants to talk to you and everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and it said, now, I'm gonna line you up. He said, I'm gonna bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. <laughs> Finally, it all came to a stop. And the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, Thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room at about four in the morning knock at my door and I opened the door and a man was standing there he said hello David I said you're the voice you're the one who got me home he said I am do you understand one day you're gonna stand before him and say you were the voice you're the voice that brought me home if you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids <clears throat> crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me and I'll take you through. Tonight you have a God who has promised to take you through. A living sacrifice, holy. I tell you what, I love that story. That story, when I, whenever he gets in the middle of that story, I tell you what, chokes me up. You know, that, that, uh, huh, that's a, that's a, that's a really good story. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, I had a lot of voices that I allowed into my head the last 18 to 20 months. A lot of different influencers, a lot of podcasters, quote unquote truthers. I think that's one of the reasons why God pushed me to do this podcast, not to be like the rest of them, but to, to be a voice. And to be a true voice that puts out not just his word. All right. And I mean fully his word, not just reading a couple excerpts out of the Bible and then have a 40 minute commentary on it talking about the world. No, I mean talking at least minimum a chapter in each each day. 
And I try, you know, I, I'm not, obviously I'm not the voice of God, but I tell you what, I have the word of God right here in front of me. And I, my job is to put the word of God out there because there's a lot of people that don't trust the pulpit or the church because they follow a 501c3 model. They're technically yoked and choked and bound by the government. They tell you what they can't, you know, what they can and can't preach about. I'm sorry, but. Any church out there that's bound to that contract, that's not a church I want to attend. And unfortunately, there's a lot of churches like that out there. So, as I always say, I'm not an ordained minister or a priest or a pastor. I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm not a Bible expert. I'm just a man who reads the Bible every morning. At least minimum one chapter a day. That's why this show is called 1% with him. Because if you take 24 hours and you take out 1% out of that 24-hour period, you got about 15 minutes. And I always say, spend minimum 15 minutes with your Lord and Savior reading a chapter a day and a little time praying. If you can spend more, that's a bonus. But back to the voice. The voice, there are so many voices out there. I don't want to be another voice out there that's spreading fear. I don't want to be another voice out there. It's telling you it's, you know, you, it's, you know, they're going to come knocking at your door. They're going to drag you away. They're going to force the vax on you. They're going to, they're going to take your wife and your children away from you. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. There's famine coming. There's food scarcities. The country's going to go up in Mad Max smoke. No, 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 no. I, I, no, I can't, I can't get on board with that. I can't get on board with that revelationist mindset. And there's probably going to be some people out there that will disagree with me on this. I don't think we're in revelation because if we were in revelation, I don't think God would be placing it in our hearts to continue to do important work. There's still a lot of work to be done. I think we're kind of in an Exodus 2.0 stage as we hear from, you know, um, Scott on his show. I, I, I tend to agree with him on that. There's some things I disagree with him on, but I will say I, I do agree with him on that aspect. I do think we are in a Exodus 2.0, if you will. But at the end of the day, you got to be very cautious and very weary who, who you let into your headspace because you have many people out there that are snakes that will deceive you and make you trust them like they are telling you the truth. Look, I've had people in my life that I thought I trusted that that proved otherwise through many actions from one form or another. I had an accountant that I used when I used to, you know, be a 1099 contact contractor. I used an accountant here in uh, Southern Michigan. Apparently he was embezzling money from his, uh, his boss at the firm. His boss caught onto it after many years. And he, when he went to approach him about it, guy's name is Andy. Not Andy from Shawshank Redemption, but legit. His name was Andy. And he grabbed a gun and he, unfortunately, for lack of a better term, pretty much blasted him in the noggin. We're talking about a man that was married with two children. Seemingly on the outside, looked like the nicest guy in the world. What would possess a man to do that? I don't know. The only thing I can think of is Satan. Satan got the best of him. There's a lot of voices out there that tell you to do things, that tell you to believe a certain narrative. Be very wary, be very wary and cautious of those voices. The only voice you should be listening to is the Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen to God's voice. 
He ain't going to steer you wrong. And like I said, I am not representative of God's voice, but I will put God's word out there. And like I always say, if I ever say something on the air here that is incorrect, not wholly true or partially true, or if there's some sort of correction that needs to be made and somebody calls me on the carpet via email or even right here in the chat, I'll correct myself. I don't have pride and ego that will get in my way to look at that correction and say, you know what? I stand correct. My apologies. I want to make an amendment to that statement and and make this correction. I have no problems doing that. So long as you're respectful about it, I will be humble of taking that correction. And as long as it's a true correction too, it can't be an opinion. It has to be a true correction fact. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why I think God pushed me to do this here. I'm not trying to be the next new shiny silver object out here in the podcast world. Trying to give you not just good solid information and knowledge, maybe try to give you a little bit of laughter here from time to time. I'm not a stand-up comic, but I got some good dad jokes that'll make my wife roll her eyes. But at the end of the day, I think it's important we all receive God's word. There's a lot of people out there that don't really like to crack open the Bible or they, they're terrible at reading. Or maybe they receive information better listening to it audibly rather than reading it. Everybody's different when it comes to learning and, and, and allowing information to soak in their mind. And so that's why I am here at His Hard Line. I'm here to bring that information to you, to those who don't have the time to research it or look it up themselves or read it or because there's a time restriction and maybe listening is the only way you can get that information while multitasking, while doing dishes or whatever it is you're doing. That's what I'm here to do while at the same time helping you provide solutions to those problems like returning back to self-governance, but most importantly, encouraging folks to hopefully accept Christ into their heart so you can be bridged to God the Father in heaven. And, 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 and experience that transformation that I experienced in my own life, being that living sacrifice, as that gentleman said. And that's what I strive to be, is that living sacrifice for you all, to serve you and to serve God. And so that's all I have for you today. I, I hope it was a good show. I hope you got a lot out of it. Um, tomorrow, I, I think I will be, I should be able to do a show tomorrow. Like I said, tomorrow I'm taking off of work because I got to take, I'm taking my wife to the, to the ER tomorrow morning. Um, they suggested in the morning rather than today because it'll be less busy in the morning. So we're going to see hopefully once and for all, if there is a viable embryo, a viable baby that's in there growing. And if not, she either may have to go through an emergency surgery. Um, if it's an ectopic, uh, pregnancy. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Or um, if it's early enough, they, you know, and there's no viable embryo, you know, that will eventually turn into a baby. Um, They're saying that um, it may not need surgery, but she'll have to take some sort of medicine that'll basically, you know, I guess get rid of it, unfortunately, because if it's not, if it's not gonna, you know, grow into an actual baby. And and, and that's the thing that's tough, because it's like, you got to be at the mercy of their word. Because this is a wanted pregnancy. Uh, you know, it was actually my idea. My wife didn't even want to have a baby yet, 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 by the way, yet. 
she wanted to lose weight, right? She was like, I want to lose another 30 pounds. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, listen, I like, I like your mama the way you are. She goes, no, no, I'm not having a baby unless I lose some weight. I'm like, yeah, you got a plenty of time to lose that weight. I said, but we, we don't have as plenty of time to make a baby. And so, voila, but now we're having all these issues. So it's kind of unfortunate. I'm a little sad about it. So if I can ask all of you, keep your prayers up. I really, really greatly appreciate it. Um, more for my wife, more than anything. I mean, me, I'll get over anything. I've gone through enough crap in my life. The way I see it, it's part of God's plan. It's his will. Whatever will be, will be. I am not going to change it, nor do I want to change it, because that means he's got a bigger and better plan in store for our future. So while it may suck in the moment, there might be a bigger and better plan down the road. Maybe it's to adopt. I don't know. My wife is adopted. Her biological father is adopted. My stepfather is adopted. So maybe it's just in our cards for us to just adopt. So maybe that's what the plan is. I don't know. There's a lot of children out there that need homes. I'm okay with adopting. Fortunately, I work for a company that doesn't pay for abortions. They actually pay for adoption assistance, which I think is awesome. They put like seven or eight grand towards it. It's, it's, it's great. Not a lot of companies do that. And so anyway, that's all I got for you today. I hope you all have a blessed day. We're going to end this in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very, very much for this day and thank you for all the challenges that you put in front of us. I know it's kind of a goofy thing for some people to hear, but I say that for a reason. These challenges and these setbacks and a lot of these heartache, you know, type of moments, they're hard. You know, they're hard. Um, but I know that they are there to, to teach us a lesson. They're there to build up our character. And uh, they're there to just help us. Uh, grow stronger in faith and to teach us to rely on you and your greater plan. And so um, we just thank you so very much for all that you do. I pray for my wife. I pray that you can help her, you know, just help relieve her of the pain that she's been dealing with mentally, physically, and uh, any woman out there for that matter that's dealing with that. And I pray for um, just so many people out there that are dealing with different struggles whether it's financial or a job or trying to make the house payment or trying to get their health back in order or they're trying to you know get their marriage back in line whatever struggles people are having out there please rest your 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 mighty hand on them and uh help help these people with their struggles and their troubles i know we all have a cross to bear but we know all things are possible through you who trust in you so with that, God, we pray all of this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, and as a side prayer, I also want to keep Rita in California in our prayers. I think she just put something up here at the top of the chat. She said she can't stay very long because she was um, in the middle. She had to go do a, um, where did I read it? I'm just trying to find it now. Boy, where is it? They were doing a an assembly um an assembly member outreach uh, recruitment. So that's what it was. Yeah, an assembly recruiting event. So she said, please pray for success. So we pray for Rita and the California General Jural Assembly out there that they have much success out there with that event. And um, yeah, 
Again, with all that, we pray in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that's all I have for you all today. I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, or night, wherever you're at in the world. And again, I say that because there's a lot of people around the world that are listening in from Brazil, South Africa, Germany. I'm getting a lot of folks in Germany and Russia and Canada. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Hello over there on the other side of the pond. Um, I'm actually of German descent. My grandmother is originally from Germany. She's from Frankfurt. And she moved over here after she married a, um, a GI in the army. And so now she is an American who has a very thick German accent. And, uh, yeah, it's just really awesome. So anyway, I hope you'll have a great day and a great night wherever you're at in the world and you all stay blessed and we will see you later. Have a good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.